Father, we thank you today for your message, God, for your word from heaven, Father God. Father, right now we bind every, everything that comes against the power of God, the blood of Jesus, the spirit of truth the spirit of wisdom and revelation, God. We thank you for your word today, God. I ask you to hide me behind the cross today, God. Let your words go forth, Father God. Let your bride come forth shining, God, shining in this time of great darkness. And Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for your confirmations of your word, God. Signs and wonders will follow your word, Father God, that we're here from heaven, God, that you pull things out of your scriptures, for such a time as this, in the mighty name of Jesus. Today's message is called, Killing Prophets. Matthew 23. Then Jesus spoke to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore, whosoever they bid, you observe. They observe and you do. But do not, yea, af- do, not do after their works, For they say and do not. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne, and they lay heavy burdens on shoulders, but they themselves will not be moved, will not move them with one of their fingers. But all their works they do to be seen of men. They make broad their philosophies and large the borders of their garment. They love the uppermost seats in the synagogue and the chief seats in the synagogues and greetings in the markets and to be called of men rabbi master teacher but call no one rabbi for only one is your master in Christ and all you are brethren and call no man your father for there is only one father in heaven which neither be called your masters for there is is your master even Christ. But is the greatest among you shall be your servant. Whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, but whosoever humbles himself shall be exalted. But I say, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, For you neither go in yourselves, neither suffer anyone that is entering to go in. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses, and you make a pretense. You make long prayers, therefore you shall receive a greater damnation. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you come past the sea and land to make one proselyte, to make one... Uh, you, you go all over the nations of the city to to make to 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 find one follower, just as we just saw this morning, to make one follower. And when you have made it, you make them twofold more of a child of hell than yourselves. Woe unto you, blind guides, which. Whatever you swear by the temple is nothing, but whatsoever you swear by the gold of the temple, he is a debtor. You, fools and blind, for whether is greater the gold or the temple, the gold or the temple that sanctifies the gold. Whosoever shall swear by the altar is nothing, but whosoever sweareth by the gift that is upon it is guilty. You fools and blind, for what is greater, 
the gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift. Who shall swear unto the altar, sweareth it, and all things thereon. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you pay tithe in anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, faith. These you have ought to have done, but not have left the others undone. Love, mercy. You blind gods, you strain at gnats, but you swallow a camel. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you may clean the outside of the cup or the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. You blind Pharisees, you cleanse first that which is within your heart. Jesus is talking about the heart. The outside of them make clean also. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whited sepulchres, which indeed are beautiful on the outside, but inside are dead man's bones, full of all uncleanliness, uncleanliness, hate, um, greed, witchcrafts. As you build the tombs of the prophets and you garnish the sepulchres of the righteous, you say, if we had been with the days of your fathers, we would have not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Wherefore you are witnesses unto yourself that you are the children of them which killed the prophets. Fill you up the measure of your fathers. And then Jesus says to them, you serpents, you generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? Wherefore, behold, I send to you prophets and wise men and scribes and some of you. You shall kill and crucify. Some of them you shall scourge them in the synagogues and persecute them from city to city. That upon you may come the righteous blood upon the earth. From the blood of the righteous Abel unto the blood of Zach. Zacharias, the son of Berechus, who you slew between the, the porch, the temple, and the altar. Verily I say unto you, these things come upon this generation. O generation, O generation, that kills the prophets and stones them which are sent unto thee. How often have I gathered my children together, even as a hen gathers her chickens under her wings, and you would not. Behold, your house is left desolate. For I say unto you, you shall not see me henceforth till I come. Blessed he that comes in the name of the Lord. And Luke eleven forty two through 54 says, But woe unto you Pharisees, you tithe mint and rue and all manners of herbs and judgment, but, but judgment and the love of God, the love of God, these you ought to have done and not have left the other undone. Woe unto you, Pharisees, for you love the uppermost seats. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrite, for, for you are as graves which appear and walk 
as men. What are you saying? You have nothing on the inside. You don't have the Holy Spirit. You don't have Jesus on the inside. Oh, you look religious. You know scriptures. You think you know God. But by your fruits and by your ways and by your actions and your words, you begin to deny Him. You begin to come against the things of God. For you lawyers, you said unto Him, Master, is saying that reproaches all us also he said unto woe unto you also for you lords you laid heavy burdens and grieving to be born yourselves and touch not the burdens with one of your fingers <coughs> he says you build the sepulchres of the prophets and you your fathers killed them he's saying you say you wouldn't be doing what your fathers did but you're still under the same rules you're still in the same condemnation he said you're still under the same judgment you say you aren't doing it but you're going to kill me the son of god comes and you're going to kill me jesus is saying even though you think you wouldn't do what your forefathers did but you're doing it because it's just, you're under a spirit of religion and condemnation the blood of all the prophets which were shed from the foundation of the world may be acquired of this generation he goes on, he says, Therefore he said to the wisdom of God, I send you prophets and apostles, and some of them you shall persecute and kill. Woe unto you. And he said these things unto them. You scribes and Pharisees, you begin to urge him vehemently and provoke him to speak many things, laying wait and seeking to catch something out of his mouth. See, the spirit of religion always wants to... See, someone's waiting for a camera out there because they wanted to catch something out of your mouth. See, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they're all, all, always resisting the Holy Spirit to catch something out of your mouth. See, that's not the Spirit of God. That's not the Spirit of, of, of God wanting to bring unity in the body of Christ and bring truth because they hate you because they hated Him first. Who stoned the prophets of Israel? It was the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, and what, what was that? Sanhedrins and those type of religious people that said they, know, they knew God in a letter, but through their works and their words and their actions, they deny Him every day. Men clothed of scribes and, and the different sects of the Jewish traditions, we have them, and God is saying we have them totally today in the church. Today they call themselves modern day Bereans. They know the letter, but they don't know the, the spirit of the letter. They don't know the spirit of God. They hate boldness. They hate confidence. And they're like poison ass. If you look in the book of Judas, it says their mouth is like a, set, uh, like a poison ass. It's like an ass is, a, is, is, is one of those uh, creatures. And it's funny how Jesus would use these types of animals or creatures to try to make us see what, what the spirit in the men and the women of their time was, would look like. Now, one is true, and God is using prophets to expose the false. We know that. God will use prophets and to make the crooked way straight. But He does it, and it's non-abusive. It's not in a hateful way. He will not use hypocrites. He will not use brute beasts. And then I have this word here, venomous. And I was going to call this message venomous because that's what Jesus kept speaking to them with that spirit, that religious spirit. And if you don't go out and try to 
manifest Christ on the earth, if you don't preach the real doctrines of Christ, if you don't move in the power of God, you might not have this spirit coming against you and you might not understand what God is trying to say today, but it's, 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 it's strong and it's going to be even stronger and stronger as we come to the day of, of, at the end hours. Venomous. So what I did, I, was, I didn't want to misspell the word, so I typed up venomous. You know, sometimes you don't know how to spell something, so you type it real quick and you can copy it. So I did that. And boom, three different animals came up in this order. A snake, a spider, and then a lizard. And I was like, wow, that's very prophetic. A snake, venom. And then God started laying on my heart, what, what, what do different venoms do? Some venoms, when they strike you, they'll start to paralyze you and you can't move anymore once and to wrap all this up this is what the words of the pharisees and the sadducees and the religious spirits will do now jesus says our words are life and death our actions see when we begin to spew words on somebody that don't come from the spirit of truth they began to put divination and witchcraft and different things over people. People have to start to think about things they wouldn't be thinking about because there's a dark power behind these type of things. So the, the, the religious people, every time people would be, start to come to Jesus and start to talk about the miracles and, and, and start to say good things about what Jesus was doing and the disciples were doing, all of a sudden here would come the Pharisees and they would say things to make people start to fear, to make people start to wonder, oh, is he really from God? Because before that they were, they were free. They were seeing it. They were like, wow, this is, this is not a man that speaks uh, like the scribes and the Pharisees. He speaks as one with authority and power. And then... So they, they would come together and they would try to find a way to try to come and to catch him, to do something that wasn't part of what they see in the scripture. And then at the end, they really didn't have much against Jesus, so they had to bring false accusations against him. So at, at the end, when they couldn't really get him, because he was operating from heaven, he was doing all the things that he was supposed to be doing, although they might not understand it, they, they started finally, to, they had to lie to, 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 to the Roman guards. They had to lie to, to Caesar. They had to lie the Jewish scribes and Pharisees. They began to lie to finally, they said, crucify him. And they, they brought false accusations. And that's one of the abominations in the book of God is to bring false accusations against the brethren. It's okay to expose brother in error in, in and in in a spirit of meekness and love, or as being an example. And for an example, like, we don't, we don't agree that people should sell books and CDs, so what do we do as an example? We start to, to give it away and do it the right way. Then people are going to have to pray about, hey, and God will start exposing things. Because a lot of people start to do things because they've been, they've been uh, brought into things <clears throat> their whole life is this is a normal way to do something but it isn't always that way you know and some people don't know they're even doing wrong until somebody shows them right it says when your brother's 
in error, you that is in the spirit, go and restore them. Show them in a spirit of meekness, not accusation and witchcraft and divination and, 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 and anger and pride. So what is, so these, so these types of, of creatures, and, and I always wonder, it's like, God, why did you make ugly lizards, frogs, spiders, and snakes? Because those are the things, every time we see them, we either want to kill them or we want to run away from them. So God would bring up these types of animals against the spirits that, he was, that were confronting freedom in the Holy Spirit, freedom in Jesus Christ, freedom from religion, you see. So even in the book of Revelation, he talks about a, at the beast coming out of the water, but we know the beast is a system. So you can see that it was a, like a monster, like the, the one world government is going to be like a monster because it's going to become God and God's not a monster. He's your father. Snakes, venom, they paralyze you. They bite you. And, 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 and sometimes some of them take out different organs at a time. And the python's a different type of snake. It'll choke the life out of you. And that's what a religious spirit does. It chokes the life of God out of you. The power, the anointing, the revelation. You begin to live by traditions of man in the ways of religious things instead of living by the Holy Spirit to live free. How many of you know you're feeling good and all of a sudden and the wrong words come to you, they start to make you think and, and darkness comes over you and you start to, if you're even doing the right thing, you start to question even what you're doing. And that's what they were doing in Jesus' time. Everyone, it says people began to follow Jesus and the Pharisees would come and, 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 and they said, we got to stop him. We're, people are leaving the temple and following this guy into the mountains, into the valleys and following him and they're not even going into the temple anymore. We need to stop him. So they would come and they would try to find a way to stop the Holy Spirit. And that's what religion does today because it wants to be something that God is not blessed. It wants to be something that God is not for. It wants to it wants to it wants to 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 get the glory of God in man. Spiders, manipulation, waiting to catch or entrap or hold things over you. So, what do you mean? What does a spider do? Well, there's also scorpions. Jesus says you you uh scorp uh he says in Matthew uh chapter uh, 16, 15, it says, uh, if anything, uh, scorpions, you tread on scorpions and serpents. That's evil things. That's evil spirits. It, it's not going to get a hold of you. You're going to tread on it because Satan is under our feet. So what is he saying here? Well, how do spiders do? Spiders come and they web and they entangle you. They entrap you. They, they start to bind you up. And, 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 in, in the, and, and in Jezebel was like a spider spirit. She would use manipulation and witchcraft to deceive people, to follow her, to listen to her. Manipulate, seduction. But spiders in the natural, they will spin a web. Some of them actually do different types of webs and then they would catch their prey, which they would eat, which would be what makes them eat. It's funny. The prey of, in the spiritual will be you to get you to follow them instead of the Holy Spirit. And then we have lizards, and we have the sea monster, and we have Leviathan, which is jealousy, argumentative, prideful, arrogant, quick to attack, 
quick to attack. Why? Because it wants to be the one that's right. It wants to be the one that pe they wants people to come. It wants to have its own, own followers instead of pointing people to the Holy Spirit. Religion always wants to have its own way. Le Leviathan. Out of, the, out of the waters of pride, pride the people, it says the, the, sea, the sea monster comes out of the water and the people gave power to the beast and it says that Leviathan in the book of, of Job, it was like pride and it gets and it claws you in. The religious spirit is a python spirit. It will choke the life out of you. It will choke the Holy Spirit. It will choke freedom out. It will indirect, indirectly give glory to man. Why are these three... Are, so, are symbolically used referring to Satan. Religion and perversion and pride and even a real bad poisonous ass. If you look in the book of June, it says they speak swelling words. They speak against God's dignities. They speak against the anointed ones. Just like the scribes and the Pharisees. They had no fear, even though this Jesus, fully man, fully God, was walking, doing miracles. He didn't hurt anybody. He didn't trespass against anybody he healed people he did all good things but he became an enemy of religion he became an enemy because they became an enemy of the cross see the cross says i serve somebody else i'm not here to serve myself i don't want servants i want to become a servant i want I don't want to be lifted up. I want to lift up God. I want to be lifted up on the cross. I want to pick up my cross, deny myself, because that gives glory to God. See, religion hates that. They want to have their part in it. They want to have the, the their their they want to have their way of doing it. And you see, it's very easy to be entangled by these spirits because they're all around us. Because what they do is they're anti-Christ spirits because they're anti-cross. They'll say, you can have all this, but you don't have to do nothing for it. You can have it all, but, you know, and you can also be famous. You can have it all, and you can take the glory. You can have it all, and you don't have to go to the cross. See, even Peter was moving in an anti-Christ spirit. When Peter told Jesus, oh no, because he was, he was speaking out of a selfish ambition. He said, Jesus, I want you here with me. I don't want you to sacrifice your blood and your life for all, all the nations and for this whole generation and the generations to come. I want you with me. And he rebuked him and said, get behind me, Satan. You're an offense to me. Why? Because he didn't want the flatter. He didn't want the man pleasing. He wanted Peter to say, you can do it, Jesus. Die for us so you can get into your glory. Die for us so you can give us the glory that you, you had before the foundations of the world. Do it, Jesus. But no, many of us do not want to pick up our cross and we, be, we, we end up becoming an enemy of the cross. And when these things bite us, we can feel it's poison, poison, poison. Their lips are like poison ass. Let's see. And it says they speak great swelling words, but with nothing behind it. See, prophets speak, and God follows it with signs, wonders, and miracles. When I was feeling the poison of some venom, as I sat, I pondered and thought, if anyone knew what it was like to be bit by these humans, these vipers, these religious spirits, it was Jesus. Jesus said, I'm, and I'm saying, I'm not perfect, but he was. He had a right. I have none. 
He took all that the devil had to throw at him. Wow, he did that for me and for you. I need to do that for him and for them. If I hate religion, I said, I hate religion and I hate self-righteousness. He must hate it even more. His precious words, he said, if they hate you, they hated me first. First uh, John chapter 15, 18 through 27. If the world hates you, you know that they hated me before they hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember, the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. For if they persecuted me, they will persecute you. If they have kept my words, my sayings, they will keep yours. But all these things will they do unto you for my name, for my name's sake. Because they, they know not him that sent me. See, you got to know him to know that they don't know him. See, all the people that don't really know him don't know who knows him and doesn't know him. But when you know him, you know who doesn't know him. And then we have the fruits that come because nobody that knows him whether how evil or bad you are, want evil of them. You want to see people delivered. You want to see people saved. You want to see them repent. And you don't go pray God evil over them. You bless them. You don't speak evil of them. You bless them. You pray for them. You do what Jesus did. Jesus did not do what they were doing to Him. Um, believe me, his flesh would want to do that, but he knew that he was walking in the Spirit at all times. Satan will take, we've seen Satan take over so many people in their minds and in their actions for coming against the Holy Spirit. It isn't even people. You've got to understand, it is the Holy Spirit. Because if you're speaking by the Holy Spirit, then it's not you they're coming against. Jesus said, it's me. Jesus said, if they don't, if they don't receive your words, it's, it's not your words, it's my words. He says, dust your feet. He says, and let your peace come back. See, the key thing is having peace. Even when you're attacked, when you're bit by a viper, when a python tries to choke you, when a poisonous ass tries to bite you, when a, when, when a, when a, when a spider tries to bite you, when Jezebel tries to, bite you with her venom eventually when you resist it when you go to God eventually your peace will come back to you he says don't worry if they don't if they begin to attack you when your words are from are my words I will protect you let your peace come back leave that house dust your feet and let your peace come back to you he said he that hateth me hates my father also then he said, if they hate you, that means they hate my father also. You got to know him. How do you know that? You got to be confident in him. If you had none among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin. But now they have both seen and hated both me and my father. 
But this cometh to pass, that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. See, our job as Christians is don't ever let anyone have a cause. That's why when you walk in love, they don't have a cause. And see, religion and all of these things, they want to, uh, it's always about protecting them, protecting the lies, protecting their, it's all pride, right? See, Jesus didn't care. Even when they took him in front of them and he's getting ready to go to the cross, he didn't say a word sometimes. He didn't come from a spirit of religion where I'm going to, I know where I come from. He didn't force it on them. He didn't say all these things. He shut his mouth. He didn't defend himself half the time. See, pride always wants to defend. Religion always wants to defend itself. Right there with debate and argument and witchcraft starts to come, people of, of the Holy Spirit will just walk away. They'll resist it, even though they know that they're right. They will not contend and have to have the last word. They release it. And finally, and they just walk away. See, they might have a word and eventually maybe the religious people will drop the stones and walk away. Some of them will try to throw them at you. But if, if God's shielding you, they'll miss you. Because it won't get into your heart. Because you will have the power of God to resist the accusations, the witchcraft, the divination of the devil. Because you'll know that they're not from God. Because they're not God's prophets. If they have not done the works that I have done, they hated both me and my father. But he that cometh to pass that the word might be fulfilled that was written in the law. They hated me without a cause. But I will send the Comforter to you, whom I will send unto you. From the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeds from the Father, and he shall testify of me. And you also shall bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. And if they keep my words, they will keep your words. See, the problem is, they can't let go. They cannot shake the words of Jesus. The Pharisees could not shake it even though they wanted to forget it. They want to say, this is not, let's just forget about this guy. Now this guy's even, this guy's even gone to the cross. He's dead. Let's just silence his name. It cannot be silenced. So now what do they do? They begin to come after the ones that began to follow Jesus. It's so hard to deal with these modern-day Berean or these modern-day scribes. They, in the New Testament, they say, oh, we're Bereans, you know. We, we, we want to argue about the Scriptures all the time, but they don't know the author. I'm going to sit here and argue with you because we've got to find fault because religion, I have to be right and you have to be wrong. And they'll wrap it up in uh, iron sharpens iron Scriptures. Or they'll wrap it up in... And, you know, uh, we need to agree to disagree, but I'm not going to give up my side. They're continuously like gnats all around you. And they're the ones that strain at a gnat and swallow a camel all the time. 
But God is going to set us free from that. He's delivering us because the more we die daily, the more they're going to affect you. The more they're going to be able to bite you. The more they're going to be able to touch you because you're going to be walking in Him. They did not affect Jesus even when it was affecting His disciples around Him. And Jesus said this, from, it is written, the word in words, they justify the perverted doctrine through Scripture mixed with their carnality. The straining at gnats he said, beware when all men speak well of you. Luke 6, 22-28. Blessed are you when men shall hate you, when men shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you and cast your name as evil. For the Son of Man's sake, rejoice in that day, and leap for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. Woe unto you that are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe unto you that are full, for you will hunger. Woe unto you that laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. But I say unto you which hear, Love your enemies. Do good to them which hate you. Bless them that curse you. And pray for them that despitefully use you. That is the weapons of our arsenal. They're always trying to warn about what is not of God. Instead of showing you the Holy Spirit. They, manif they do not manifest the presence of God. Let's look at what happened with Stephen. Acts 7, 35-60. This Moses, he's saying, they refused, saying, Who made thee a ruler and a judge? And a deliverer by the hand of the angel which appeared to him in the bush. He brought them out after that which they had showed wonders and signs in the land of Egypt. And in the Red Sea, and in the wilderness forty years. This is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet of the Lord your God will raise up unto you of your children, of, of your brethren, like unto me. Him shall you hear. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness, the church in the wilderness which the angel spoke to him in the Mount Sinai. And with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give unto us. To whom our fathers would not obey, but thrust him from them. And in their hearts turned back against, back to Egypt. Saying unto Aaron, make us gods. So go before us. For as this Moses which brought us out of the land of Egypt, he what not what is to become of him. And they made a calf in those days and offered up sacrifice and idols and rejoiced in the works of their own hands. See, religion, they want to rejoice in the works of their own hand. They want to tell everyone this knowledge that they gotten and all the studies that they did and their Berean, their, their, all the days that they've labored to, 
to get this information that basically brings confusion and witchcraft. See, it's all about the time that they spent in prayer, how long they've been, how much have they done in the flesh, how much fasting they've done, how many times they fast, religion, how much uh, things they can show when Jesus said, do all these things in secret. So God can reward you openly. So when God starts rewarding people that don't look like they're doing much for God openly, these religious people, they get so aggravated, agitated. When God starts to bless them financially, the religious people get so agitated in, in, inside of them because they can't handle the favor and the anointing and the blessing like Joseph had. See, these are, these are, are what God tells us to resist them. He loves them, but He says we cannot earn our way. God wants to anoint us for favor and blessing. See, and when you speak like not somebody who knows the scripture very well, but someone that knows God, that knows the Holy Spirit, they don't like that because there's a confidence, there's a boldness, there's a thing that doesn't have to say, well, let me go pray about it. They just know about it. Religious people, let me go pray about it. So when they come back, it looks like they they have this secret access to God where even if they're right or wrong, you should listen to them because they did so much striving to get to get this answer for you. Well, most of them just try to find something in their own, built up something in their own uh, own mentality or their own little doctrine. See, this spirit is always going to see when Jesus went to the cross. All the spirits that he confronted didn't die. They just left the dead system, the old wine. They only said, let's go, to, let's go try to destroy the new covenant. Let's go try to store, destroy the new church. Let's go try to store the, destroy the New Testament. Because we've been destroying the old. Because the, the, the face behind it is, is Satan. Religious spirit isn't a religious spirit. It's, 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 it's a type of uh, a way that Satan will use or mess up people in that venue. And if he can and what he'll do is get people to be religious and then the spirit because they're bound down to religious, the spirits become stronger in them. So their influence is not the holy spirit, but it's religious spirits that look holy like the Pharisees and Sadducees, look like they know what they're talking about, sound like they're supposed to know what they're talking about, but they don't know who they're talking about, which is the Holy Spirit. So here you got Peter trying to express, I mean, uh, Stephen, sorry, trying to express to these Pharisees, scribes, and uh, Sanhians, and Bereans, or whoever they are, trying to explain uh, Tell them, you know, I know all about the Old Testament. I know about the stories, but I'm speaking to you now by revelation. I'm not trying to bring you law. I'm trying to bring you revelation about your heart. I'm bringing you revelation about your heart. Your heart is wrong. And because your heart is wrong, you can't understand what I'm saying to you because you cannot see because you're blind. But Jesus says, I want you to see, but you have to humble yourself. You have to get off the religious garments. You have to rend your heart. You have to come in my presence humbly. Because God resists the proud. It's the pride is the demon of religion. 
It's the pride. I have to be right. I have to have people that follow me. I have to have this. I have to have that. I can't be wrong. And that's what pride is all about. So he says this to them. As Stephen's open of his heart, he's pleading for their salvation. He's pleading for their conversion. He's saying to these people that are resisting the church of the book of Acts time, that are want to put new laws on and say, kill them all. They're all of the devil. He's saying, no, we're not of the devil. We're of the Father that you say you're of, but you reject Him by your works and by your deeds. And Jesus was trying to, Jesus was opening up many hearts but, and many eyes, but many didn't open and many didn't uh, see. Why? Just like today, many say they're of us, but they're not because they don't see and they don't have a heart for the cross. So they deny the power of the cross. Every time we preach the gospel, it's about the cross. And our fathers, he says, your fathers are the tabernacle of the witness. He says, you took up the tabernacle of Moloch and the star of your God. Remember, he's telling them, they're supposed to be of the faith. They're supposed to be the ones. The Pharisees and Sadducees, they were supposed to be the men and women of God in the whole world at that time. And here comes Stephen, not even one of the 12 apostles, not even one of the, one of the uh, you know, uh, ones that Peter, just a layman, just a man in the church was doing more signs and miracles than any of the other guys at that time. Wasn't even one of the 12 and they were already doing these mighty signs and wonders you see from the other passages in the scripture. And they, they sought to kill him because they were attacking what they cannot see. They were attacking what they cannot discern. And that's what they do all over. Yeah, they might not go to in front of your house and, and pace in front of your house and try to pick at you and all that, but they do it behind your back. They do it when you post something on Facebook and, and they po- repost your messages and someone they come on someone else's page and try to make people doubt of who they're listening to. That's what they do. They do it in a different way because of media and everything, but they're doing it all around us right now. And they're bringing discord and division when God's trying to bring unity, holiness, and oneness. And he said this, and, and your God, Rempha, he's saying their God is the, is, and the star of the God of Rempha, figures which are made to worship them. And I will carry you away from beyond Babylon. Our fathers had the tabernacle of the witness of the wilderness and, and had appointed speaking unto Moses that you should make it according to the fashion you had seen, which also our fathers that came after brought in Jesus in the possession of the Gentiles, whom God drove out before the face of our fathers unto the days of David, who found favor before God and desired to find a tabernacle for the God of Jacob. But Solomon built him a house. Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in the temples made with the hands of man. He's trying to explain to them, God's not no longer in your system. God's no longer in the temple. He's in us. He's in. He can be in you. And how close do you want to be to God than God being inside of you? He's trying to give them a but they couldn't understand. They couldn't because of their pride, because of their religion, because of the way they saw things. How bit the Most High does not dwell in the temples made by the hand, these hands, saith the prophets. He said, Heaven is my throne. 
and the earth is my footstool. What house will you build for me? Saith the Lord of what is the place of my rest? Jesus is our rest. Had not my hands made all things? You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You all, here's the key right now. You do always resist the Holy Spirit. Who is he saying? Religious spirits always resist the Holy Spirit. Religious spirits are always making people question the Holy Spirit. See, they were, they were, those that know the Holy Spirit knew those words were coming right from, from God through Stephen. But the Pharisees and the Sadducees didn't see that. They couldn't perceive it. So they sought to kill him. Religious spirit always want to kill the life of God out of anybody that's following Jesus. Which you pro verse 52, which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have not slain them and show before the coming of the just one of whom you have been now the betrayers and murderers. Religious spirit is a spirit of murder. Started with Cain and Abel, the religious spirit. When they heard these things, they were cut off, cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. They, they gnashed on him with their teeth. Imagine what inside of someone would make someone start gnashing at somebody with their teeth. That's a demon. Those supposedly religious leaders and people that they were following them were gnashing at Stephen, which was... See, the Holy Spirit, no matter what you do, is going to make them manifest. Religious spirits will start manifesting in jealousy and in uh, just, it's all from the mercy and pride. They, they gnashed at him with their teeth. Is that crazy? The Holy Spirit, that they're, and they have the garments on that they're really of that. See, they are, it's a counterfeit. It, it, it's, 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 it's not of God. They look like they're of God. They sound like they're of God because they quote Scripture. But by their works, they deny Him. By their actions, they deny Him. By their fruits, they deny Him all the time. And God's in this hour is beginning to manifest us to be able to see, to, to avoid these type of spirits. And He said, You being full of the Holy Ghost, look, and, and, and He talking about Stephen being full of the Holy Spirit, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and the Jesus standing on the right hand. And behold, he saw the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then he cried with a loud voice and stopped, stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. God said today, the same spirits are stoning the prophets and the, and the brethren of God, but they're doing it with their words, with their actions. Stoning Him, killing them, biting them, choking them out. And the witness laid down their clothes at the young man's feet, whose name was Saul, who we know becomes Paul. Paul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus Receive my spirits. 
See, he knew who he was of. He didn't have to question. Even when they began to tell him, you're lying. Began to tell him, you're of a cult. Began to tell him, who you're following this, 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 uh, this devil, the Lord of Beelzebub is what they said Jesus was. Didn't shake Stephen because he knew him. He loved him. He loved Jesus and he never met him personally as much as we know because it's not documented. And he kneeled down and he cried with a loud voice and lay not this sin to their charge. He forgave them right away. That's what the Spirit of God does. It doesn't fight back. It doesn't say, you're going to go to hell. It doesn't say, you're a dirty sinner. It says, God, forgive them. Lay not it to their charge. So why? Someone that's with the Holy Spirit wants to keep their heart clean at all times. It doesn't bring accusation back for accusation. It doesn't bring bitterness back for bitterness. It's trying to keep itself in the love of God. And he said this and he fell asleep. Not even realizing they were moving in forms of blasphemy because their God is fear-based. Fearing the unknown. Fearing the unknown. But if Fear of God, see, fearing the unknown, but the fear of God will make all things known. See, do we fear the unknown? As religious people are always like, oh, be careful. Oh, that's not the Holy Spirit. Oh, that could be a Kundalini spirit. Or they're not of the Holy Spirit. See, they fe people that fear God fear God and know that He will make all things known. So if something's not of God, you'll know it inside of you. Not by somebody trying to tell you, then you get confused. Then you start questioning. God will already be telling you as you're meeting someone. It says the Spirit in you will bear witness in me that we are the sons of God. See, there's a Spirit inside of me that has to connect to the Spirit inside of you. And when there's no connection there, then you seek God. But when you feel a connection, and then all of a sudden someone comes up by and tries to disconnect you, then they're not of God. Because there's no division in the spirit of truth. There's no division in love. There's no division in the church, in the bride of Christ. The only division comes from those that already divided themselves and haven't righteously divided the word of truth in the letter. They divide it with their carnality, but they do not know Him. Because we don't, we don't get angry about knowing everything. We, we it, if whether we know 50 million scriptures or five scriptures... We want to know the Holy Spirit. And as we know the Holy Spirit, He opens up the Scriptures. And we know more and more because we know Him. And so Satan works overtime to try to bring, bring our minds into traditions of men, to bring our minds into the things of this world, to bring our minds away from the Holy Spirit. The horrible reality that most of the haters mask themselves as holy. See, the haters mask themselves as holy. The religious and the, the Pharisees and Sadducees were the only ones that dressed up like they looked like they were from the religious institution. But the ones that were really from God, they didn't look like, they looked like ordinary people. He says, inwardly they were ravaging wolves. We have to look at the heart, the intentions of the heart. See, the intentions of the heart, is my heart 
for you? Is my heart for God? Do I want to advance your life? Do I want to, or do, or do I have a hidden agenda? Do I have hidden motives? What am I doing? What am I living for? Do I live for God because I want to increase His kingdom? Or am I just part of a religious thing? And every the more I learn is so I can trap somebody up in what they don't know. Or try to catch somebody or go attacking every other minister that's walking around because they don't line up with our religiosity in our mind. Matthew 12, 23-37 And the people were amazed and said, we're talking about blasphemy. And the Pharisees heard and said, This fellow, talking about Jesus, <coughs> does not cast out devils. This fellow does not cast out devils, but by saying, he doesn't cast out devils by God. He cast out devil because he is a devil, is what they said. And you know what? Jesus said, you know what? They can talk all about me. But be careful when you talk about the Holy Spirit. And Jesus knew their thoughts. See, well, how do you know their thoughts? Because the Holy Spirit knows all things. And what was in Jesus? The Holy Spirit. And now what's in us? Us that are born again, the same Holy Spirit. And he knew their thoughts, and he said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, his house, his, he is divided against himself. How then shall his kingdom stand? And if I, he's saying, if I'm from the devil, and I cast out devils from the devil... Whom do your children cast them out? Wherefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, by the finger of God, then you know that the kingdom of God is here. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man and spoil his goods? Then Jesus said, he that is not with me is against me. You're either with me or you're against me. And even if you don't agree with your brothers and sisters, you don't start to come against them. You, you release them to God. and let, There's no evil against any human. You don't even want, if you're a real Christian, you don't even want, you don't even want evil against witches and warlocks and you don't even want evil against fortune tellers and people. You just pray for them. See, evil always wants to repay evil for the evil. See, evil always wants to bring evil on somebody, but good always wants to bring good on somebody, even if evil is trying to become on them. That's how, that's how you know who's of God and who's not of God. But I first cast out by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. He says, He that is not against me is, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. So you either gather, even if you're not scattering indirectly, your life, your words, your motives will scatter. Because it's about you and not about him. Because you're either with him and for him, or you're against him. And if you're with him and for him, you're for the body of Christ. No matter if you're any kind of denomination. Because you're operating in love. Even if you're of a di different denomination. Although 
some other denominations begin to come against the Holy Spirit. So they're really not a denomination. It's a demon nation because they begin to come against the Holy Spirit too. So what they're doing is they're not really of God, but they say they are. They become the religious institutes that Jesus was rebuking and woeing himself to. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. You go all around looking for one follower and then you make them worse than you. And God says, but do not blaspheme the Holy Spirit. He said this, he that is not against, is not with me, is against me. That's very simple. With or against, gather or scatter. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be given to me. So he's like, if people talk about you, fine. But when they begin to step over and talk, and if you're coming and you're walking from the Holy Spirit and your life is Him and you're preaching from the Holy Spirit and they begin to now like go even further and, and go beyond you and say everything you're doing is the devil and the signs and wonders of the devil and the salvations are the devil and the, 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 the revelations the devil, they begin to now, those are the type of people that God starts to turn over to the devil. When you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, it's unforgivable. It says this, Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But blasphemy, talking bad or saying something's the devil when it's God, is what blasphemy is. If I say I'm God and I'm not God, that's blasphemy. If you say the devil's uh, the Holy Spirit and it's, and, it's, and it's the devil, that's blasphemy. If you say... The Holy Spirit is the devil. It's still blasphemy. Either way you look at it, either side of the coin. Against, But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto man. And whosoever speak a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven. But whosoever speaks against the Holy Spirit. See, religion, these religious spirits begin to get you to start to speak against the Holy Spirit. Because they have a relationship with their mind. They have a relationship with a dead letter, but they don't know Him. Because if they know Him, they'll fear Him, and they'll love Him, and they'll get the fruits of, we don't do that. No, we don't roll that way. No, that's the devil's kingdom. No, we don't call down fire upon someone just because they don't agree with us. And the Holy Ghost shall be given to men, neither in this world, neither the world to come, neither eternity. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by its fruit. Then he says again, You generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? See, you can't. See, they'll try to speak good things, but eventually all they'll speak is evil. Evil, bad, critical, fault-finding, critical, fault-finding, critical, fault-finding, critical, fault-finding. Out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth will speak. Or it'll all be about you, your doctrine, your, your, the way you think. You're right, you're right. Or scripture, scripture, but accusation. I, I bring words like, you stupid, you guys are stupid, or you, you idiots. People just start idiots just because you don't know a scripture. That's not the Spirit of God. No Christian is going to call someone an idiot just because they don't know a scripture. That's the devil, right? There's a sign for you people that try to bring scripture and see... The religious spirits will pull people out on a post. Even if they're a little off, you judges say, you know what, their heart's right. They might be off on this, but we know where they're coming from. 
we know what they mean. And you're like, awesome word. And you encourage them. The religious spirits will get on there and be like, it's this and this. You stupid. You're an idiot. Or you're this. And it's like, it's just accusation right away. But I say unto you, he, every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account therefore in the day of judgment. For by their words they shall be justified, and by their words they shall be condemned. Light exposes darkness slanders. Light exposes in love and truth darkness slanders. Religious spirits in darkness will say they're exposing something when really they're they're they're, 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 they're slandering. They want to slander. They want to take down a ministry. They want to take down a minister. They want to, they want to scatter people from the flock. That's what uh, Satan does. And he'll masquerade up as, a, as, a, as a religious person or a brother. And they'll bring the Bible. They'll carry the Bible. They'll do the Bible at the same time. Luke 9, 48 through 56, and I'm almost done. He said unto them, if you receive this little child in my name, you receive me. Whosoever shall receive him that sent me, he also is the least among you. Same shall be great. And John answered and said, Master, we, right away, John's like, Jesus is talking about a little kid. And all of a sudden, John's like, Master, we saw one casting out devils in your name. And we told him to stop. We forbid him. Because he followed not us. See, if Jesus wasn't there to teach them and give them the Holy Spirit later, they'd become just like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Because they had not yet the Holy Spirit. Because they followed not us. And Jesus said unto him, Don't stop him. In other words, forbid him not. For he that is not against me is for us. See, there's a whole different concept. He didn't say because they're not with us, they're not of us. He didn't say because they do it a different way than us, they're not of us. He, he said, discern. Are they for me or against me? See, and then you got to really look. Wait a second. They're not really for him if they're against him. So wait. They were casting out demons, but they weren't just part of our group. doesn't make them not of the Holy Spirit or the church. just makes them, so you got to judge, are they from the Holy Spirit or from, so Jesus says this very simple thing. If they're not against us, they're for us. See, the religious spirit starts to come against they didn't go now to the meeting. They were just going and doing, hey, we got a little revelation. We got a little truth. We're trying to advance the kingdom, but we're not of an evil spirit. Maybe we don't do it exactly right. Maybe we're missing something. Maybe our revelation's not as deep. right? But you know what? We're not against Jesus. And it came to pass when the time had come that he should receive him up. He said fastly, his face, set his face to Jerusalem, and he sent his messengers before him. And they entered into the village to make ready for him. And they did not rec receive him because his face was though headed the other direction to Jerusalem. And his disciples, James 
And John saw this, said, Lord, wilt thou we command fire? Now he's like, he just told them. This is that spirit. Thank God Jesus sent the Holy Spirit in them. He said this, Will thou we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? Why? Because they're not like us? Because they don't think like us? Because we're doing something different? As did Elijah did, but he turned and he rebuked them and said, You know not what spirit you're of. He's like saying, that's the religious spirit. That's the spirit that you see attacking us every day. And you want to become like the scribes and the Pharisees that you see coming against our ministry all the time? You want to start to act like them? You want to start to be like them? You don't know what spirit they're from. They're of the devil. I'm, I'm introducing you to the Father of light. I'm introducing you to, to my Father. And, and when you get the Holy Spirit, you'll be one with the Father. He said, you don't know. And he turned and rebuked them. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's life, but to save them. And they went to another village. Light loves, darkness divides. Real prophets lead by example. False prophets lead by the letter. Real prophets lead by the Holy Spirit. False prophets lead by fault-finding and critical spirits. We're bitten but we're not dead. We're persecuted, but we're still alive. We're cast down, but we're blessed. The spirit of this age is all around us, holding hands with religion. But greater is he that is in us, in me, in you, than he that is in the world. False love is being exposed. No one can fake love for too long. Fruit must be seen sooner or later. Can you imagine... Now imagine this, being so close to Jesus like Mary was. She was not even one of the twelve, but she was such a good friend of Jesus. So loyal, so close. Do you think she was ever shaken after seeing Him even, after seeing him even resurrecting? She was the first one that saw Him resurrect. Besides, the friendship that she had and her loyalty, she knew him. Imagine the confidence she walked with when he went the last time. The confidence she walked with. You know how many religious people probably hated her so much? Because she knew him. And if they knew that she, they weren't speaking in that type of spirit, and that type of way, she didn't waste her time. When they came with accusations, she knew him. She had that confidence. And religion hates that type of confidence. She had that boldness because she really knew him. She must have been so, such a confident woman wherever she went. She knew she was so, so, no, nothing could shake her. That's how God wants us all to be, with the Holy Spirit. We might not have Jesus with us right now, but we have the Holy Spirit. And as we begin to walk with Him, to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, there's nothing religion will make us do. And as long, the longer we're with the Holy Spirit, the more we die to the Spirit of this age. Because He is possessing us. He is taking over us. He is becoming 
us, one with us. That's the whole thing about the transformation of the kingdom of God, is becoming one with the God that laid down his life to send us into the world as sheep among wolves. It's, it's such a bad thing that there's many sheep, I mean, there's many wolves inside the church with the sheep that are coming against him too. But see, they're not supposed to be. <clears throat> she saw his love and mercy and his passion. Also, his righteous anger. She knew the difference between righteous anger and religious prideful anger or bitterness. We need to have it. But he did everything he said he was going to do. I could say about myself, I wish I was her. Can you imagine the hope she had, seeing him resurrection, the friends, the words. We have that now though in spirit. He is here. The religious kingdom is always trying to come against the kingdom of God. Everybody can stand up. Father, we ask you and we pray, God, that you would ignite our path, ignite our, our minds, set us free from every religious devil, every persecutor, every soothsayer, every, every strange voice, strange fire, God, anything that would come again that would make us question our relationship with you, that would make us start to move in a spirit of, of striving, a spirit of the works of the flesh. Father God, that we will have the same confidence that Mary had, that others had, that knew you. That confidence that says that we know that this is not of God. That we will not give it any type of, of space in our hearts and in our minds to get us to start to bring confusion in all types of witchcraft and emotions, and false passions, and fault-finding, and what would make somebody so adamant to try to prove they're right? We just hand it over to God. God, you're going to prove that Jesus is the Messiah. Although they're going to stone Him, they're going to beat Him, but after three days, everybody who did that is going to see Him. And they're going to see Him for what He is. And in that, on that day, on the day of atonement and on the day of judgment and on the day that the last trumpet sound, when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, everybody that's persecuting the church will know Him. Yes. They'll either know Him as the God of wrath or the God of love and mercy. And, and no matter what, he, they will know Him as the God of justice because everything that they did their whole life to come against Him or come against His body will be manifest in that day. There's no man or no woman that's going to stand there and say, oh, but, or have. There'll be no more accusation because they will be exposed. Exposed by the light. And Father, let us not let those people like that woman making that video against the church and all that all the mockery and all the divination, the soothsaying, all the things make us. See, Satan is using these ambassadors of the kingdom of darkness to get us to be bitter, to get us to start to, to hate the world, to get us to start not to love sinners because then all of a sudden we see them. But we have to see the enemy behind it. Hate the sin, hate, hate, the, hate Satan, but 
see the people as deceived. See the people as lost. Father, let our, not, our heart not be contaminated, no matter what accusations the devil, no matter what Berean he uses, no matter what Pharisee or Sadducee he brings to us in fleshly form, God. Help us to have eyes of compassion to forgive them. After each stone they throw, if we're still walking, God, not to let that be the stone that makes us bitter. Not that be that word that makes us harden our heart. Father God, right now, everyone just lift up our hands right now. Father, we want to be a house. We want to be a house of truth. A house of love. A house covered in the blood of Jesus. With no accusation. The spirit of truth. Resonating inside of us, loving even those who do not love us. Father, we're not going to uh, let people deceive us, but we're not going to repay evil for evil. Father, we thank you that you are the God who created the heaven and the earth. You are, I am, and we want to know you. We want to know the Holy Spirit. We want to know the letter. We want to know that we will know that we're nothing without you. So we have to know you. And the more we know you, the more we know we're nothing. So let us Take this nothing and give it to you. Let's pour our life out upon the feet of Jesus, upon the altar of God. And then we'll be hidden in Christ. We'll be protected. We'll have peace. No matter what persecution pops up on our door. Pops up on our Facebook pages. Pops up in our mailboxes. We know Jesus. And that's all that matters. Nobody can separate us from the love of God. Nobody. No demon. No devil. No sorcerer. No diviner. No liar, no thief. God has come to bless us with all abundance. And Father, we pray for everyone that Satan has deceived. Father, we ask you to have mercy. Mercy, God, on all those who have been taken captive at His will. Have mercy on them, God. Bless them, Father. Let them see the light. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.